Hi guys and welcome to the Tripod with me Sam and me Liam. Today we are having the first of two uh, podcasts I suppose episodes where we will discuss and interview the winners of the books race the books duathlon race that happened on the 18th of November. Uh, before we get on to our our first interview Liam you, you raced the event how did you find it? Yeah really good actually uh, I had a really good time surprised myself a little bit I think um it's amazing that actually if you are consistent you actually race quite well so yeah quite interesting um shocking that isn't it yeah crazy crazy (laughs) stuff but um yeah we're going into exam season now so work's starting to get a bit stressful so liam has the ability of making sports performance seem like the uh oh sorry oh Oh. sports science uh (laughs) seem like the hardest hardest course there is but kudos to him when he comes away with the first he'll be the one yeah he'll be the one laughing won't he so uh yeah yeah good on you and uh what about you sam how's training and stuff going for you yeah it's going all right thanks um I'm slowly but surely recovering from my crash in July. Uh, it's been a long old time, but um, yeah, I'm finally, finally, the swimming's almost back up to yeah. full capacity now. I think I'm probably, I'm probably about a session. I'm doing about an hour and 15, four yeah. times a week. So I'm probably 15 minutes or so each session and um, another session in the week away from where I, where I want to be. Um, fitness wise, oh mm. gosh, it's hard. This swimming thing <laughs> has never been, never been easy for me, but. No. I did my first hard swim, proper hard set today, um, since since the crash in July, and I was blowing. Oh, it was dear. proper tough. Um, <laughs> I, I got really carried away, uh, got really carried away during it. Um, the second ref, I was like, oh, feeling good, feeling good. Went past, uh, went past the person in front of me in the lane, and I was like, oh, oh gosh, I'm now, I'm now not in a draft. <laughs> and the bonk, the bonk, well and truly happened. But no, it's uh, yeah, I'm getting there. It's going well. Good, good. Um, slow recovery but i'll be back for next year if all goes well touch wood uh should we should we get on with the the main episode yeah yeah we'll do so yeah as we were saying um we are joined today by phoebe barker phoebe boasts a very impressive um list of accolades uh including a 15 54 5000 meter pb multiple duathlon national titles and uh british university champs titles including the most recent one that we will go on to talk about in a moment Um, But alongside that, she is studying at the University of Cambridge. Um, She's studying uh, veterinary medicine, which I suppose poses poses its own challenges in itself, which hopefully we'll be able to delve into a bit as we as we get into the podcast. But welcome, Phoebe. Hey, uh, welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, so, yeah, so we kind of understand that your background is in running. when did you kind of make the decision to kind of start thinking about multi-sport and swap over and how do you still balance kind of the two sports I guess kind of thing (laughs) I thought that might be your first question um (laughs) yeah so I've been running so I was probably 15 16 quite competitively um and did some junior international bits um and started at uni definitely as a runner um and then yeah probably my first I'm now my final year of uni so that's my sixth year um my first three years were very much like just running based and then at the beginning of my fourth year which was autumn 2021 um I picked up a stress reaction in my femur and at that point I'd kind of been injured on and off but nothing serious 
um, but I just wasn't getting much consistency in my training. Um, and I was getting a bit fed up with it all, to be honest. Um, and I'd not reached, like, I'd not reached any personal best that I'd set back when I was 17, 18, like pre-uni. Um, and so, yeah, I got the stress reaction and it was then obviously like two weeks just in the pool, um, swimming or aqua jogging. Then I could add in cycling two weeks after that. And then like at the four week mark could like start cycling out on the road rather than just being on a static bike. Um, and so when I was sort of faced with that timeline, I'd always done a little bit of swimming on the side, a little bit of cycling when I was injured, but I was like, right, I'm going to set myself a goal and set myself bucks, um, sprint try, which was in the May. So that would be May, 2022. Um, I was like, right, you're going to focus on that. You've got six, six months effectively to get yourself from not having swum that much or cycled, like not even, didn't even have a bike that was a small problem um and then yeah to do the try um and yeah kind of once I could run again it wasn't actually too much later it was like January I think I started running again I was like I really don't want to go through that process again like it was the first kind of proper injury um and I was like, I really don't want to go through that long rehab process again and every time I stepped out the door I was like paranoid that my next step was going to re-injure myself I was like no I can't like I almost faced a bit of a mental block with it and was much happier swimming and cycling at that point because I kind of knew I was safe um so then yeah didn't really do much running um but that was obviously fine because I had such a base of that that when I turned up to the try like the run was still fine um really really enjoyed it came fifth um wow. and then I was like oh that's that's really yeah really and that was your first first triathlon uh, yeah 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 oh, that's wow. so cool. first time swimming or cycling in a race like any first yeah first whatever you want to call it um that's so broken um and then was like oh this is really fun so I did varsity which is our Oxford Cambridge match like a couple of weeks later yeah. and then thought oh buck standard there's no reason I can't do that now um so I entered that obviously whenever that is end of June um and came third there um and that was my first bucks medal and I was like oh who would have thought that that was going to come from triathlon like everyone would have put it down to come from running a few years ago um yeah. I'm clearly better at this than I ever was at running um and just thought oh this is fun I enjoy it I'm doing well I'll carry on um and so from then on I've pretty much done the multi-sport thing um did my first triathlon was Bucks Triathlon last year, um, which I won. Um, and then, yeah, I've done quite a few this year and I'm looking forward to kind of the tri-season coming up again. Um, before, we, before we go on to talk about a bit more about the tri-season tri coming up, I just want to get your opinion on, since you started doing multi-sports, have you found that your running has improved because of that or has your running taken a bit of a sort of plateau? No, running's massively improved. Like my 5,000 meter PB took a massive jump this year. Um, I think my old one, I was 16, then I think I ran like 1635 summer 2022. Mm -hmm. um, so like pretty much bang on, like I'd got back when I was 17, which is a bit depressing at the age of 22 to kind of be back there. But anyway, um, and then, yeah, this summer got it down to 1554, um, 
in a sort of pretty standard local race as well. Like it wasn't a huge race. Um, so yeah, I think my running has still definitely improved with it. Um, I think it's just that I put in more hours now to general aerobic training. Mm-hmm. Um, like before, like when I was running, I was still training like most days, but the hours I now put in are more because swimming takes longer than just going out for half an hour run and like you know on a bike you go for three four five hours like I never spent that many hours running in the week so I think it just improves your overall base fitness yeah it's interesting you say that because we at the moment we're sort of seeing someone like Hugo Milner for example who won Liverpool Cross Challenge uh, ran at Harvard I believe for five years um, and then has actually since coming into triathlon probably taking a similar route to you maybe a few a few years older than you um but a similar route in and then his running has improved massively because of that so maybe more sort of runners can use triathlon even just recreationally to to sort of get a, get a bit better i suppose yeah uh, he um did an interview with athletics weekly i think i saw after liverpool which said something like oh um cross country races now just don't feel as hard as triathlon races and so I think the running like is definitely just it's kind of just a byproduct of the improvement. Wow. Um so as you sort of come into triathlon and progress, what's what's the what's the goal for 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 that? Is there specific targets you're gonna stick at looking at university races or do you want to compete more sort of nationally and internationally? Um so I graduate this year, which will then give me a bit more freedom with what I can do with my time. So I'm definitely slightly capped at the moment um there um I think so and also that will then mean I'm obviously no longer eligible for university races um I just got my French license through so I think I'm going to be racing out for Calais um on the Grand Prix this summer which I'm looking forward to um I think probably my strength is going to be moving up to slightly longer distances so like 70.3s and um the other half Ironman events um because the swimming is definitely my weakest discipline still um and so I think being in a draft illegal race will help um and so I'm quite quite keen to try and get my pro license for that this summer um and then just see what I can do at that distance awesome well it'll be exciting to exciting to see those sort of run run course records tumble (laughs) then with the pedigree you're bringing to it Um, should we move on to discussing Bucks um, that just happened in, in November, the, the duathlon and, and your race there? From I was spectating, Liam was competing, uh, yeah. but from what I saw, it was a pretty pretty dominant sort of gun-to-tape lead performance from you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, it's easy starting out with a big run, like that's my strength. Um, and... I think the field was probably a little bit stronger this year on paper than it was um, the year before. Um, so I wasn't sure, like, I didn't just want to bank on the fact like last year I sort of had it my own way and I could do what I want. And then I knew this year I probably had to really race it if I wanted to win it. Um, and I knew that putting time into it on the run was going to be crucial. Um, what made quite a difference though to me in terms of racing it was that last year they had um a separate girls wave and then this year obviously they put us just based on 5k time so there weren't actually that many girls in my race it was basically just a whole load of guys um which meant tracking the second girl was really tough like 
I couldn't, as soon as we set off for the run, basically, I couldn't see where she was. Um, not because I was far ahead, just purely there were so many guys in the way. I think um, also you so, far ahead, I suppose, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to, like, even just if I could look round and see where she was, like, there was just no hope. Um, and so, yeah, coming into transition onto the bike, I was like, oh, I'm running blind here and just knew that I just had to keep going. Um, and yeah, just cycled really hard, just thinking that every person that was going to come past me was going to be second place. Um, I had, I think I had worked out roughly in my head that I had about three minutes to, to lose on the bike. Um, based as in, I could be three minutes, um, well, sorry, three minutes back to be from the 10k. So I could lose 90 seconds on the bike. Um, and go into the last 5k 90 seconds down and probably still catch the uh, girl if second came past um so I was kind of then working it out in my head as every lap went by I was like okay well she's not going to take 90 seconds out of you now with one lap of seven to go so you're fine um but yeah then so then when I came off the bike I was well I was told I was in first and so then I was pretty confident that I'd be able to get back yeah and you, you mentioned the 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 race being mixed boys and girls based off 5k time um what what are your thoughts on that because when i when i saw it i was a bit like it sort of takes away from the girls race and the race dynamics because because it's a lot more spread and there'll be there'll be boys in between first and second and third and uh, second third but did it did it bother you at all um i quite liked it because it really it pushed me on like I got to run a really decent 5k at the beginning and I don't think I would have probably run that hard if I was on my own mm-hmm. um but it definitely did feel like we got a bit lost um like I heard a few of the spectators would suddenly go oh that's there's the first girl like after I'd gone past um and you know it was a bit of a rush at the end to put the tape up but like I'm not too bothered about that sort of thing um but yeah I think just in terms of watching it it did make it just really one race rather than a separate boys and girls race yeah okay fair enough so kind of moving on slightly then like should we talk a bit about your preparation for the race was this kind of a race that you were targeting or more just training through it and seeing what came of it kind of thing so it was race race weekend eight I think a race of like 10 I've raced 10 weekends in a row this like this season like september um whether it's been uh road running cross country cycling hill climbs um duathlons yeah so it was like i think it was number eight um and (laughs) i was probably um, well i wasn't too like tired from it all but it was beginning to get a bit like you can't spend every weekend super caffeinated super gelled and like tapered for um I think like if there comes a point um and so probably one of my bigger races of the duathlons that like of that 10 week block was the British champs which had been two weeks before um mm-hmm. so that was probably like my biggest multi-target but therefore Bucks like it was quite easy to carry it on through mm-hmm. um after I finished Bucks I then had a couple of quite big cross-country races um and so I dropped the cycling a bit um just to sharpen up for those um so yeah I, I was probably tapering down for it but not fully tapered um and and was it a was it a target had you set yourself at the sort of start of the year or um when when was it sort of put in focus and what did you want to achieve was it win it and if so what did you did you like specifically prepare for it or was it just a continuation from 
the national standard champs two weeks before? Um, I think when I won it last year, I was like, oh, it'd be really nice to be able to do it again next year in my last year, win it again. Yeah. Um, my title. Um, so pretty much, yeah, for a year, I've been like, mm, that's something I'd really like to do. Um, but yeah, I could just use the continuation from the um, standard champs, just ride it on through, to be honest. Um, my training doesn't change that much. Like it's pretty much the same week in, week out, regardless of what I'm focusing on. Like I've got a pretty set routine. Um, and so I don't really change whether I'm focusing on a cycling event or a multi-sport event or a running event, um, or even whether it's a standard or a sprint. It's just kind of all the same. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sorry, sorry, Liam. Yeah. What, 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 does the, what does the week look like for you then? Because... Um, studying veterinary medicine must be quite heavy anyway let alone at probably the top place in the country to do it so how do you balance all that and what does a training week look like um so a typical day I will be in the vet school from like 7 45 8 about 5 36 in the evening um so like that bit that bit wiped out um so I well that leaves me like a bit of time in the morning obviously a bit of time in the evening um so most days I'm using both um Monday I'd swim in the morning cycle in the evening um Tuesday I'll run in the evening Wednesday I swim in the morning cycle and gym in the evening uh Thursday um I generally do an aqua job in the morning and then run in the evening uh Friday I rest Saturday I will run in gym and then Sunday swim and cycle um so but I mean like that sort of changes like we have to do weekend shifts we have to do evening shifts um so like an evening shift would be 5 30 to 9 in which case then you won't train obviously that evening um a weekend shift is either 9 a.m to 3 p.m or 3 p.m to 9 p.m so again that slightly impacts on what I can do um but yeah that would be my ideal training weekends what I aim to do so how many how many hours does that kind of look like kind of training wise then probably about 12 to 14 okay so it's not a huge number of hours um it's probably like on average an hour and a half on a weekday and then a bit longer on the weekends yeah and as you as you look to graduate is the is the aim to sort of have a bit of time to to really push on with 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 your with your try training or are you going to go straight into work and continue to continue to balance the, the two which has obviously been successful thus far so I think work has always been work and vet and stuff has always come first uh-huh. um I think probably right from leaving school when I chose to go and do vet and chose to go to Cambridge I knew that I was never going to become a professional runner or anything like that um but the job actually I want to apply for won't start until May 2025 mm-hmm. um so that actually gave me nearly a year um of like a bit more free time than I thought I was going to have probably um and yeah definitely the plan is to up the training so I can compete at that 70.3 um and I think yeah because that's what I'm going to need like I'm going to just need more hours under my belt if I'm going to go into race one of those um and then yeah see what little jobs I can do on the side just to earn money and survive really what's the what's the event next year then that you're targeting to to get that pro license um at so 
I haven't really decided yet. Slash, I'm waiting for British Try to still pub- publish their selection policies for um the World Duathlon Champs um mm-hmm. and Australia, um because I obviously want to try and well yeah with finals and stuff coming up I want to minimise how many weekends I spend away racing, um so once that selection policy is out, um I think I'll sit down and work it out and see what's the minimum number of races I can do and combine so that I can get my pro license and ho- hopefully also go out and compete in Townsville um because I've qualified for the age group stuff but ideally I'd go out as an elite yeah absolutely and then in 70.3 racing undecided what um what sort of time time in the year would you look to sort of push on with that how much preparation do you think you'll need specific for that beforehand so I'm hoping I won't need super long to prepare for it um like you know I don't really you know but I'm guessing I'd probably want a couple of months um and so if I finish my like my my finals are in May um so I'll probably be looking to race end of the summer rather than like early summer um and then go from there okay well going back to the kind of duathlon quickly was there any names of any athletes that you had kind of earmarked to look out for or kind of thought that you maybe pose a challenge during the race kind of thing um I knew of Isla Headley um partly I've raced her sister Anna quite a lot um and so I've seen stuff through like her social media as well and I know Anna um and then Laughborough always produce like a strong lot um and then yeah just anyone else but like any of the other universities from like the, the triathlon centers set up with them um I think are basically ones like you can never write off. Um, but I was pretty confident that I would be all right on paper when I looked through the start list. Fair enough then. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been really good, really good to talk to you. And I think your, your sort of insight into balancing studies with, with training, which from the previous guests we've had on, I don't think they'll mind, mind me saying this, that they're, their studies have been far far less intense than yours so to be able to achieve what what you've done and have goals like realistic goals but still be able to come away with a very well respected degree um i suppose like it's a different insight and into training yeah. and, and actually it's not all about hours it's just about being efficient yeah yeah exactly i mean most of the people we speak to are verging on doing elite levels of hours of training kind of thing so i suppose because they're because they're on they've got the time to time more lenient courses so yeah it's really really interesting to see somebody still at the top of the game but being yeah balancing the two yeah absolutely and also the the, that you've come from a come from a different background to people that most people we spoke to who have you know been swimming and cycling for their whole lives been at swim clubs been at cycling clubs so to be able to sort of come into this sport so successfully it's not it's not unheard of actually so if you go back sort of 10 years or so there's a lot of especially especially girls that have that have come in yeah but it's great to see now that you know you don't have to be doing the sport for your whole life to still be successful mm-hmm. in it no and i i don't have a coach and i don't swim with anyone i swim on my own um wow. i cycle a bit with yeah i cycle a bit with like the uni cycling club but never do a like don't have a turbo don't like we'll go on the walk bike but don't really do a session like there's a lot you can do kind of just 
by like the, you can achieve a lot with just doing like kind of quite basic training like it doesn't have to be anything fancy yeah that's that's, that's a really important message as well because i know from my experience growing up racing try you see so many people rocking up with you know all the gear they need the latest this that and the other yeah. and it's nice to have and if you can brilliant but it shows you don't need to yeah um no. it's very doable doable without um well yeah it's been a, been a real pleasure real pleasure to talk to you and i hope and yeah i hope we get to get to see your name in in townsville australia next year um chasing that elite elite podium hopefully and then yeah. And then obviously tearing up the 70.3 seat and they're not too distant future as well. Yeah. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, wasn't that an interesting podcast, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was really good to hear from someone who isn't from that sort of generic triathlon background like most of our guests actually of yeah. our sort of age have been been from. And really interesting to see how she's being sort of inspired by runners who have come into triathlon and wanted to follow down that route I suppose yeah yeah I think for me it was really interesting to see how she balanced her workload from Cambridge University uh, and also kind of the amount of training that she's doing at the university as well so yeah yeah it's, it's, it's interesting isn't it because a lot a lot of athletes there are a lot on clever courses um Clever course is probably a harsh way of saying it, but intense courses. Yeah. Where, um, but most people are doing ones that sort of complement their their training. So to be able to perform at such a high level, yet have such demands outside of the sport, is a real real skill. And um, credit to her for being able to manage her time so efficiently. Yeah. Well, yeah. So next week or whenever the next podcast is, we'll um, we'll, be, we'll be sat down with Joe Sherman, yes. uh, winner of the men's race uh, books triathlon. It was probably books triathlon. It was probably a closer race than the women's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Phoebe basically was leading from the start in the women's, really, wasn't she? Um, yeah, it starts to finish with Phoebe. Whereas whilst Joe was, I'd say it was a dominant display. Yeah, he was. He won comfortably. It was a bit more. Bit more contested, and those those behind were closer than yeah. than um yeah. in the women's race. Uh, so yeah, keep keep an eye on our social media at the tripod on Instagram for updates on when the next episode is coming out. Um, Perfect. But yeah, that's a bye for me and a bye from me. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah.